Hello, and welcome to the Gilbo Girls Show, where you will have the opportunity to hear from mothers, fathers, siblings, and individuals themselves about their journey of living with a disability. I know, I know, it's called Gilbo Girls, but we have a bonus for you as we get the Gilbo Boys to interview some of the dads and siblings and get their perspectives too. We'll also have special guests from time to time to share the many resources that are available to those living with a disability and their families. So get ready to laugh, smile, cry, maybe even get a little angry when you hear some of these stories of their day-to-day struggles. But let's not forget their many triumphs. As they say, it takes a village. And if it weren't for our village, we wouldn't be where we are today. So join us. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Gilbo Girls. I'm your host, Karen Gilbo, and today's guest is Natalia Malko. Natalia graduated from Higher British School of Art and Design in 2012 as a fashion designer. She has a beautiful daughter named Ayana. Is that correct? Ayuna. Ayuna. Yeah. Um, who also has cerebral palsy, like Faith. Um, when her daughter was five years old, she realized more than ever the struggles she had not being able to dress herself. And with that, Be Easy Kid was born in 2019. They design adaptive clothing for kids with zippers, buttons, snaps, making dressing easier and faster. Be Easy Kid clothes work with different devices on the body as well, such as prosthetics, AFOs, braces, just to name a few. So first of all, thank you so much for for being on the show and for reaching out to me um, through Instagram. You know, there's nothing more that I love to do than to share our personal stories and just all the different resources out there for our kiddos and, and people in the disability community. So thank you. Thank you, Karen, for inviting me. You uh, you helped me a lot because I saw all your episodes. So uh, it was wonderful. And yes, thank you for your work. Oh, well, thank you. You just gave me the chills. You know, I, it's <laughs> like between working 40 hours a week and taking care of the house, <laughs> yeah. my husband, the kids, and then doing this, this is just something as you know, that I've always had as a passion to do is to share. Yeah. And I just feel like it's kind of my therapy as well, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking to people and getting it out. So I just wish I had more time to really like really promote and, and market, um, all over different social media platforms, but you know, it's so great. It's just great because you just, it's all about networking, right? So yes. you never know what's going to come out of who you're going to meet next or whose life you're going to touch or who, you know, what you're sharing. It's just, you know, it's all meaningful. Um, so yeah. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us first a little bit, cause I always like to dive into the background um, yeah. a little bit about you and your daughter. Is she your only child? Yes, she's the only child. She's ten now. Um, yeah, she's the only child. Okay. And did you um, did you have any complications when you were pregnant with her, or was she premature? Uh, no, actually, my pregnancy was good uh, without any abnormalities, and I didn't have toxicosis or something. She was born in term. However, Ayuna had the small rashes on her body at birth. It looks like herpes. And doctors put her in an intensive care department where she treated very aggressively with different pills. Uh-huh. Uh, doctors made different diagnoses like meningitis. I don't know if I pronounce it in the right way in English, but it was like herpes and etc. However, a week after her birth, um, they took her to 
dermatology professor. I don't know why it's happened only after one week. <laughs> so, uh, yes, and the professor said it was, uh, it is a very, a rare uh, genetic disease uh, called Bloch-Schulzberger syndrome. It's very difficult to pronounce, but anyways. Yeah. Um, and it would cause on the her skin uh, uh, to be the uh, way the and uh, it should be treated only with iodine. So right after that, doctors took her off the drugs, and after a few days at home, she got uh, like withdrawal syndrome uh, and got to the reanimation department, the seizure, uh, where we spent entire month including one week under artificial lung circulation oh, wow. so yes uh, it was a medical error i think it was so mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah but the pregnancy was good <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and and how is she doing now how does it affect her now does it affect her fine motor mostly does she still have seizures or uh yeah fortunately we found a very good epileptologist and he told us everything we should expect um but unfortunately then Ayuna was four months old she started experiencing uh, um, seizures mm -hmm. it's called infantile spasms yeah infantile uh, spasms mm -hmm. yes unfortunately it it could have up to 300 seizures daily that was a nightmare wow. <laughs> seizures were stopped by hormone therapy then Ayuna was six months um, but right after that, we were told that our daughter has terrible palsy. But she's now okay. Like, she has left side hemiparesis. Mm -hmm. She can walk. She can talk. But anyways, she has development delays. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same with Faith. Yeah. yeah. Wow. She's such a beautiful little girl, too. I love the pictures of her. Yeah. She's my model, fashion oh. model. She said she, she will be a fashion model one day. Yes. <laughs> And you should be right alongside with her. Um, those yeah. pictures are gorgeous. So, yeah. So um, Natalia is actually from Moscow, Russia, and um, she's actually currently in New York right now, kind of scoping out um, different things in the in the fashion world um, for disabilities with adaptive um, fashion and clothing. So where you live, do you have a lot of resources and support you live for people with disabilities in your area? Yes, actually, we do. We have excellent free medical support, um, like rehabilitation, free rehabilitation, free drugs and other treatments. We have a lot of charity foundations who can help with paid rehabilitation, local rehabilitation or, or abroad. On top of that, we have special schools with rehabilitation and education, and their child could be like five days a week. Okay. So, yes. Do you have conductive education therapy in Russia? Um, yes, actually, it's new, but we have it. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, it yeah. came from Hungary, I think. Yes. It's like, yeah. Yep. Yep. I actually went, um, we raised money, um, $15,000 worth of money to take Faith uh, to Canada, Peter. to Ontario. Uh, yes. Okay. So we, we stayed there for um, five weeks. Yeah, and it was Monday through Friday. There was eight families. Yeah. We were in. It was almost like a double wide, and the hallways were so long. We all had a big room with our beds yeah. and our TV, and then we shared. There, I think there was like four bathrooms. Um, the experience was amazing. Like just meeting yeah. people from like all over the place. Um, yeah. We had somebody from. We had a family from China, a family from um, Japan. We actually had a family that actually 
was from Freehold, New Jersey, which is where I'm originally from, which was weird. I saw Freehold plates and I'm like, you're from Freehold, New Jersey. Um, But we just met so many people and it was just it was great to really support one another. And then the kids just bonded. So it it was it was a good experience. It really was. Yeah. Tell me about some of the struggles that you saw her having and how you as a mom tried to help her cope with those struggles. Cause I know it's difficult. I mean, there was times just watching faith. We had, um, a, uh, two people over fashion designers from the university of Delaware and they were doing a, um, a study and we had her on videotape. And after a while we're like, because it was just taking her so long and we could see her frustration, but she was so adamant and determined to do it. It was like crushing me inside watching her struggle, you know? Yeah. Um, I will tell you about the, uh, the physical rehabilitation, uh, because it's like the main terrible policy, uh, at the age of three, she couldn't walk by herself. Uh, and we took a lot of different rehabilitation courses, but it still wasn't enough. So I found special mountain skiing program for kids with cerebral palsy. It's from US, <laughs> but it was crazy, but we tried it. Ayuna could barely stand for a few seconds uh, by herself by that time. But anyways, it worked. And after a course of 10 lessons, she took her first step. Wow. And, and what she, was this called? It's mountain skiing. I don't know. We have a, it's local in Russia. I'm sure you have it in the U.S. as well. Yeah, you'll have to message that to me because I want to look it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. She, she has been skiing already for seven years and she loves it. And uh, after all, this, is, this all gave her freedom and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's, it's about physical. And um, by the age of five, I realized that she couldn't get dressed by herself. Uh, due to her physical and mental disorders, funny, but the very first Ayuna's word was, I want to do it myself, even though she couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, she went to kin- uh, kindergarten uh, then, and teacher always told us to dress uh, kids without zippers or buttons because they have a lot of kids in the group. So I was trying to, fi- to fix her clothes so she could get dressed um, Still one day I found an article about Tommy Hilfiger and I was surprised that such clothes uh, were uh, already on market. So mm-hmm. just like that, we started our brand, Be The Kid. That is awesome. Now, you mentioned in your email that you weren't um, working in the field of fashion design until the birth of your daughter. Um, did you ever have an interest in fashion prior or was she your sole inspiration? Uh, yeah, in my other life, before Ayuna, I worked for <laughs> legal companies and started fashion design. Uh, but I never thought about being a fashion designer. I was always interested in fashion illustration. Okay. But once my sister asked me asked me to launch a clothing brand for kids, and I still remember my answer. I said, I do not want to design clothes. The market is full of clothes. So I do not see any reason why I should do it. So, yes, it was like that. <laughs> wow. Wow. And can you tell us a little bit um, about Be Easy Kid and its, and its mission? Yeah. Um, my daughter goes to school because she's 10. Uh, uh, there is always a problem with 
changing clothes for physical activities or going to the restrooms. Of course, the school has assistance on staff, but kids are shy and they are often afraid to ask for help with clothing. So the main, the main idea of our brand is to make it feel more confident in, and independent mm-hmm. in their lives. So sometimes clothing can be a barrier to school attendance and fewer education, leading to social isolation. We design, yeah, as you said before, we design clothes without zippers, buttons, and snaps. snaps. So, yeah. That's awesome. And so do you have product already made where people can order it or do you customize each piece to kind of fit for the child's needs? Um, actually, we try different business models, if I can say so. At the end of uh, tw- uh, uh, 2019, uh, we, re- we released our very first small collection of shorts with magnetic closures and pants for us with Velcro flies. And it was designed for kids uh, who goes to school. I thought it would blow the Russian market, <laughs> clothing market, as we didn't have any adaptive clothing um, back then. But it didn't work out uh, because nobody had heard about adaptive clothing and our sales were very, very poor. So... Also, mistakenly, I thought that all kids with cerebral palsy are very thin, but they were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are all very different and from each other, and these shorts and pants we produced were for slim kids. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, during the lockdown, we tried to work individually and customize each piece, but it wasn't economically viable. We tried to maintain affordable prices, but it was impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the near future, we plan to produce an inclusive collection for kids, uh, regardless of uh, their abilities. So I don't want to call it like adaptive. I will call it inclusive. So mm-hmm. like to have more target audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And yeah. then... Um, where which what is your well what is your hope for the future in the world of fashion for for people with disabilities um uh yeah my hope <laughs> uh my mission as a mom of a kid with cerebral palsy is to create an adaptive clothing market so that i'm doing in moscow right now um so my daughter can live in the, independently i hope every major brand will have an adaptive clothing collection uh, as it has been happening with maternity clothing last few years mm-hmm. so yes i hope that every major brand will have it it's very important and yeah, yeah for everyone yeah it's, it's important on on all levels and um what was it else i was going to oh so you you well you kind of touched on it about you know why you pay attention particular attention to the accessories and the cutting yeah but again like you said it, you know everybody everybody is different it's not a one size fits all yeah um and then some people that are you know um in wheelchairs they're they need a little extra room for their yep. you know that seated position all of that mm-hmm Absolutely. So you're in New York and you wanted to, you're, you're trying to check out everything with, uh, the fashion world in New York. Is this your first time to the States? Yeah, it's my first time in the States, but I thought 
I would see any of adaptive clothing, like in physical stores, but unfortunately, um, I couldn't find anything. It's only online. I went to Nike, like they have for these adaptive shoes. Mm-hmm. I went to Tommy Hilfiger. I went to Target. So yes, no one knows. Even no one knows who works there about yeah. adaptive clothing. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there needs to be more. Aware- I agree. There needs to be a lot more awareness because I even yeah. I remember um, back when because Faith was in the the runway show in New York for Runway of Dreams twice. She was yeah. in the first one, which was um, 2016, and that was when they collaborated with Tommy Hilfiger for the first adaptive line that came out. And then um, we actually attended the one in 2018. And then in 2019, Faith walked again. And then this time she showcased um, Cole's Adaptive. So I've gotten to know a lot of the designers and I met a lot of them and I still keep in touch with them. Um, we just had an interview with Derek Flores from Zappos um, Adaptive. Yeah. And but even like from Target and and Cole's, um, when I've gone into the Target, you know, here and I've talked about it, I didn't really they didn't really know in the beginning. Um, and then some a lot of the stores i don't i don't know how many stores but there are stores like target has their um their billboards or their advertisements yes i saw it in the in the physical stores yes but i couldn't find anything about adaptive clothing right so they they need to maybe put more information on there as to where they can purchase it or something yes Um, yeah because my my one friend, um, her daughter, her her son Colton was actually the one. There was a little boy. It went viral. There was a little boy named Ollie, and he saw a picture, and his mom snapped it of him looking up at Colton in the ad, and it went viral. So then they ended up going to um, Kelly Clarkson uh, live show, and they got to meet him, and they, it was they it was awesome. But but no, I agree. I, th- I still feel like we have a long way to go um, as far as getting the word out to people that adaptive clothing does exist. And, you yeah. know, the hope the hope is always that one day it will be in stores just like you yeah. have those plus size and the maternity plus size, size yeah. and, the, you know, um, and having an ad- adaptive. Um, and it's very important for people with disabilities like to to feed it. So to try it on, like, because mm-hmm. they're all different. So it's very important to have it in physical stores. And I don't know why there is no stores, like, yeah, it's unfortunate that we have a very low awareness in Russia as well. And uh, I have another project uh, besides Be the Kid. It's called Fashion Picnic Fest- Festival. We organize festivals in different cities in Russia. Okay. And we unite fashion in the rehabilitation industries. I can call it like an expo, but it's not actually an expo. But yeah, very similar. We try to we, we um like to I try to make a community mm-hmm. uh, around fashion uh, these fashion designers. Yes, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes it works because a lot of journalists and TV media persons uh, join our festivals. Like we have more and more awareness about uh, adaptive clothing on our market. But unfortunately, we, actually, we have physical stores with adaptive clothing. Oh, they do? Okay. Uh, but it's only the only one brand. Uh, 
and it's look it looks like very medical clothes. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, so people with disabilities they don't like this brand. But anyways, they can try it on the the clothing. Right. Um, yeah, we have Tommy Hilfiger adapted as well in Russia, but it's only online too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited that you reached out to me. Um, you know, we'll definitely have to get together and, um, chat afterwards and, and, uh, kind of try and network, um, and find (laughs) people for you to network too, especially since you're in New York. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share or any advice you would like to give before we wrap up? I don't know what advice I can give, actually. I can only say it's, like, very simple. You should believe in what you are doing. Like, I think that's very important. Um, it's like, um, because I have kept a terrible policy, if if I wouldn't believe in her, so I don't think um, she would, like, make her first steps, for example, mm-hmm. especially this program about this mountain skiing so we should believe in what we are doing yeah, yeah. and and not give up because our kids certainly yeah yes up. yes so the moment we give up they're going to sense it and then they're going to give up and we don't yeah. want that so yeah we just keep going <laughs> yes yeah and then and i hope that one day we can try adaptive clothing on in physical stores and it will have like Zara will have it, like the major brands will have it. Yes. Very important. Yes, I agree. And I also want to to advocate for better um handicap yeah. dressing rooms. Yes. Yes. It's very difficult, I know. It's all about accessible environment and uh, I can understand physical stores why it's difficult to like uh, to make it happen to have adaptive clothing collection because they need to have accessible environment like yes fitting rooms and etc yeah i agree well thank you very much for being on the show enjoy the rest of your time in new york and we thank will you. definitely um, stay in touch um, i will also have a link to your website and your Facebook and Instagram page. So if people want to go over and, and check out your stuff, they can do that as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You have a good one. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us as we spread awareness through our personal stories and the many resources shared. You can help us by joining our village simply by sharing our show to the masses. If you would like to support the Gilbo Girls on another level, click on the link in the show notes to make a donation in any amount. Add your address and you'll receive a hand-stamped token with the word village on it in appreciation. Be sure to subscribe to our Gilbo Girls podcast and YouTube show. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gilbo Girls. Till next time.